Hello, folks, and welcome to Songs of Our Own, a marital tour through the music that shaped us. I'm your co-host, Lee Strickland. And I'm Alioni. Well, hey, Al. Hey, Lee. How you doing? I'm good. You know, it's December, and things are wintry outside, and, uh, uh... Y'all, I am giving him the biggest face right now, because it's definitely October, so I think we're just dreaming. We're... <laughs> Yeah, as we're dream as as we're dreaming, as we're recording this, it is uh, middle of October, and uh, here in Kansas City, it's like eighty degrees outside. I know it was for a moment. It was wonderful and cozy, and like sweater weather. And I'm gonna own it. Pumpkin spice latte season. Hey, there is nothing wrong with a good <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. But the episode we're recording is our bonus for December. So we're trying to get ourselves in the like wintry mindset. We're also like right before New Year's is when y'all are going to be listening to this. Um, and that's actually why we wanted to pick this song because it is all about change. And New Year's is this, for me, it's always felt like this moment of reset of, okay, what do I want to envision for the year like if everything goes perfectly these things will have happened and there's always this sense of impending change coming and i think with everything that 2020 has given us uh i think change is in order for everyone yeah it's interesting um because before meeting you and before dating you and marrying you um new year's was not like a big holiday for me other than sitting there watching the ball drop and watching uh was it dick cavett dick cavett's rocking new year's eve dick clark there dick clark's rocking new year's eve we used to watch that all the time but that was all new year's ever was to me people would ask about resolutions and like we never did that as a household so meeting you and you're like no we have to do vision boards and set an intention for the new year and i was just like what in the world and like i mean we have this podcast now because that happened so you have changed my life once again for the better yeah new year's is where my hippie side really comes out i don't care about the ball dropping i don't care about like oh we have to make it to new year's although it is really fun to blow out candles at midnight and say like happy birthday to the new year but i think for me more than anything it really is about like if you don't plan for the life you want you're gonna live the life you don't want and things end up going so quickly that I don't want to look back and have this regret of oh I wish I would have done this with my life or wouldn't it have been cool if we had this adventure like even if the things don't necessarily happen in the way we expect as is what really happened with our 2020 vision boards I think it's just an opportunity to be with each other and say what do you really want and are we on the same page with this and i think that's a cool thing for our relationship yeah if i could have time in a bottle <laughs> that is not the song we're covering no that's uh i think that's jim croce and that's a that's about the extent of my jim croce uh impersonation um <laughs> But anyway, we have talked long enough about New Year's and what it means to us and our hippie ways. Um, Al, what song are we doing? So today we are doing The Sound of Change by The Dirty Heads. Yes, we are. So The Dirty Heads uh, formed in Huntington, Huntington Beach, California in 2006. They are an American alternative reggae rock band. Um, they have been associated with groups such as Sublime, Rome, 311, Peppa, um, sorry, Pepper, 
So uh, the song, Sound of Change, comes off their fourth studio album of the same name. The album was released July 8th, 2014. It debuted at number eight on the Billboard 200, which is pretty cool. Wow. And it debuted at number two on the top rock album charts from Billboard. I feel like that's pretty big because like when I think about the Dirty Heads in general, they have a couple of songs that have made it onto popular radio. But for the most part, I feel like they're still a little bit underground. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they almost fell into that trap that so many bands do where their first album is a big success and has a ton of good songs. And then they have a hard time following that up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like they almost fell in that because their first album, again, has a couple songs that I really like, but that's kind of where I stopped listening. Mm -hmm. Um, And this album was really good, and I will definitely listen more into it. Um, this album was also unique because it contained uh, like a commentary album where they did commentary on every track on the album. So it was really cool to see and listen to what their thoughts were about these songs. Yeah, I really love that they had a commentary section because I feel like so often when we're talking about music, it's like, oh, what did they mean? And there's so many interpretations and it's nice to just hear the artist's voice of what they were hoping people would get out of it and what their music means to them. Right. Yeah, because you can dig into interviews and things like that, but it's really rare for an artist to produce a commentary album on their album. Um, And it's a really cool thing to have found on our streaming service of choice, which is Tidal. And they're awesome. You should check them out. (laughs) Hashtag not sponsored. So the album sold 21,000 copies in its first week. Wow. Yeah. And this is uh, 2014. So keep in mind, downloading is a really big thing. Um, as of 2016, in the U.S., the album has sold 83,000 copies, which is impressive in 2016 for an actual physical copy of an album mm-hmm. with everybody downloading everything these days. So that's pretty cool. Um, they say the album is a departure from the hip-hop and reggae sound that the band was known for in favor of a more pop music sound. Yes. And you can definitely hear that because we listened to a song off of their first album uh, right before listening to this song. And there is a lot more reggae, a lot more hip hop. Like the song we listened to actually features uh, Modest Yahoo. Yeah. And I feel like their other like really big song was Lay Me Down. And I mean, total reggae sound to that. And Mm -hmm. so this is much more of their alternative rock feel. Yeah, and so it was cool to see where they decided to go with this album and with this song. Um, As far as the writing of Sound of Change, it was written with uh, members from the band Rome, which I thought was pretty cool. Um, And the uh, writer and singer Jared Watson, a.k.a. Dirty J, um, describes, says that this song sets the precedent of the whole album. And says that the, the uh, album is supposed to represent human nature. So I think the song does a really good job of setting the tone for the album and describing human nature. Yeah, absolutely. Because this was your first time listening to it. What were your thoughts? Um, initially, my first thoughts were, wow, this is a cool synthesizer opening. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get into singing it. I was like, okay, this is way different than um, Dance All Night off their first album. Mm-hmm. Uh But yeah, to me, the song did sound a lot like 
change is hard, change isn't easy, but change is good. And it didn't call out any specific issue. It was just like change culturally in general is a good thing. And we need to be more open to it and be more um, accepting of it and where it's going to take us as a culture, as a society. Um, And it really, listening to that immediately, I was like, oh, okay, this is like basically an updated, more synthesizing version of like songs that people in the 60s were doing. You know, for some reason, I thought Bob Dylan's Chimes of Freedom. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, it was, I mean, it was very hopeful, and I appreciate that from a song about change. Sometimes they can get really down. Um, and I don't know if that was more the lyrics or the poppy nature of the song. Um, but, yeah, it was a really hopeful change. Like, good things are coming, but you're going to have to fight, and you're going to have to work your ass off to get them. So... That's kind of what jumped out to me um, from the song. I'm checking my notes, and I think that covered pretty much everything uh, I had written. Uh, Why, Al, I'm curious why, again, why this song was chosen by you and then what uh, it means to you, because you've been talking about this for a while, us doing the song as a bonus episode, and we just haven't gotten to it and it feels fitting now that it's the end of the year and we're going into uh, 2021 which fingers crossed knock on wood turn around three times pinch pokey me a coke is going to be better than 2020 like please be please be to the higher spirits the 2021 is better yeah um so this song came out in 2014 um So when I was at university, I was working at a challenge course up there, and it was just the most exceptional place in the world. Like, we had the best community. We felt like we were really doing good work by bringing experiential education out into northern Colorado and helping folks figure out, like, what does it mean to really be a community and be a team? And for me, that program One, it was fabulous because it was intergenerational. Like we had students, we had professionals, we had retired folks. And it was one of the first places I had been in my adult life where it felt like we really just loved each other. And to know like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Can I stay on your couch? Or let's go and get coffee. I want to know how your life is. Like so many of those people were at our wedding because we really... Like, it was just a true community in the sense of how much we cared about each other and valued each other for exactly who we are. And, and to sorry to cut you off real quick. For the folks at home, can you quickly describe what a challenge course is? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so if you think of, like, zip lining and team building, uh, you're going to be in the ballpark of what a challenge course is. Um, we do... Um, activities that involve like problem solving and communication and get folks to work together and then apply those skills back to whatever their home environment is. So it might be a school, it might be an office, but really a challenge course is all about working on your life skills while things are easy. Like I don't care if you're successful at the challenge that I present to you out on a challenge course, but I really care that when you are in the boardroom and you're faced with a moral dilemma or when you're in school and you're seeing that kid get bullied, that that's when you're able to make the right decision because that's when it matters. And that's what a challenge course is all about. 
Awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Good question. Um, so anyway, 2014, we're there. It's like, seriously, we're firing on all cylinders. Things are great. And then my university decides that they want to build a second football stadium, uh, which means that they're going to tear down my challenge course and they don't find enough value in it to rebuild it, which I think is gutting on so many levels, having invested seven years of my life there, having seen the changes that we bring about in people and in ourselves. And I think the worst part was we weren't even brought into the conversation. It was, this is happening. You need to be out in a week. And that was it. Yeah. Um, And so enter in the sound of change by the dirty heads and I just remember I was also training for a half marathon at this point. And so that song was on all the time as I was running. And it was this moment of change. And to sit there, you know, in the song, the artists do have this us and them mentality of like, we are the people who hear the sound of change. And they're the people who try and cover our ears so that we don't hear it, so that we don't embrace it and make that next step. And so that's really the point that I felt like I was in of like them caring about money and profit and prestige and us being the little guy that's like we actually care about the people that we're working with and we care about the greater society and the value of community and y'all could literally not even give a single f about any of this yeah because America and football and yeah, that's that's another selling point for the college. Look at our big new stadium. Because I remember I was in Texas during this time, and I remember seeing this petition come up of sign this to help us save this ropes course. And I mean, I signed it and passed it around Adventure Experiences, the ropes course company I was working for at the time. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't hear much about the course until all of a sudden I saw you were looking for a new job. And I was like, oh, no. Yeah. Stay with us. We'll be right back. You still loading them and heating them up with all your single shit you've been dropping. You feel me? Loading them up on. It, it only takes structure. And, and, you know, just paying attention to the climate of the game. Yeah. Know what I mean? So do do your homies uh got a role in your in your little you mean? Yeah, yeah, we all we all artists over here, man. I'm trying oh, yeah, I'm trying yeah. I'm trying oh, yeah. to get them on there. Yeah. yeah. Damn, me, me, yo, love, love, we all artists, man. We go you feel me? We going to have this like Bro, me and my man, like me and my man Kyle, we be like, I don't know, we play, we play with this <laughs> shit. Right now. This I gotta lie, we play with this shit right now for for. Oh, I gotta don't play with it. Take that shit serious. So it was really just this moment of like we lost like that's all it was is we lost there wasn't any fight and this song was just a reminder to me like you were saying if you want change and you really value the things you're fighting for you better be willing to work your tail off for it because nobody's gonna make this path easier for you anymore and so remembering like it it's important you know, we can't be stagnant. You're either living or you're dying, but there's not this pausing point. And so to really figure out where my next step was going to be, like, did I care enough about experiential education and community to continue on? Or was I going to sit there and say, like, that's it? 
like I'm going to go get some lawyer job and make bank and not care anymore. You would be an excellent lawyer, by the way. (laughs) I don't think I'm mean enough to be a lawyer. You don't have to be mean to be a lawyer. They just get that reputation because that's mostly what we see. But (laughs) you could have been the nice lawyer. I could have been. I could have been like, listen, no, (laughs) that was illegal and we're going to need to fix this. Yeah, you could. I mean, you could have been a judge. Judge Fudge. Welcome welcome to Al's court. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> do, 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 do. Yeah, so that's really where Sound of Change came from in my life. And I can even now, every time I hear it, like I can feel myself running and training and I see the mountains I'm running towards. And I just remember that utterly crushing feeling of having lost my home and decided like no we're still gonna keep doing this because it's worth it even if people in power don't recognize it yet yeah I was gonna ask if the song reminded you of your ropes course being shut down or if it had more like positive memories um and you answered that but yeah I mean do you think because I know sometimes with change like we've like that your ropes course getting shut down was not fair or kind by the administration um and some other stories i've heard from the people that decided to shut your course down they are just the worst and yeah hopefully their face gets shut down someday um (laughs) yeah that's the best i've got um but anyway getting back to change I mean, I feel like sometimes, because I hate change in all its you forms. Do. All of it. You hate it. I do. Um, but I feel like sometimes you have to get, you know, kicked out the door by change to evolve. And I mean, when you look back on it, like if your ropes course hadn't gotten closed, you wouldn't have moved, you wouldn't have taken this job in Texas, which means you might have not come to the ropes course that I was building to say hi, and then we might not have connected in Texas, and then, like, we might not be sitting here right now doing this podcast. So, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that that was changed, just kind of giving you, like, a big old push, or, like, what what are your thoughts? Yeah, you know, I remember sitting and talking with the director at the time and I was like, you know, Rodney, if they hadn't torn it down, I don't think I ever would have left because I just so wholeheartedly loved that place and those people and I was fine that it couldn't give me more. You know, it couldn't give me full-time employment. It certainly couldn't give me health care, which you need through employment in the U.S. because our system's stupid. Like, it couldn't have given me... Whoa, soapbox. (laughs) I know. I'm sorry. I'm stepping off of it. That program couldn't have given me the things that adulthood tells you you're supposed to have. Um, But it did give me a place that I felt safe and loved and valued. And that was more important. And those things have always been more important to me than money. And so I definitely don't think I would have left. I had opportunities to leave before they tore it down. And I didn't take them because I chose that course and that program and those people. And so I think that's just who I am like I'm loyal and if I promise that I'm going to be a steward of a place I'll do that until I don't have an option um 
And so I think with change, kind of getting to your point, sometimes we don't want it. And that's part of the artist's point as well is change isn't comfy. It isn't easy. And, you know, you're a person who likes to get things exactly where you want them and you want them to stay that way forever. Yes, um, I am. I acknowledge this. <laughs> that is totally you. To a T. Um, but I think, again, are we self-actualized and so it's okay to stay and you're really, you're where you need to be or do you need to continue to stretch that comfort zone? And that is going to be different for every single person. But I think no matter who you are, you do need to step out of your comfort zone to grow. Yeah, and it's got to be tough for people who aren't perfect like me to do that. <laughs> Not perfect either. <laughs> Nobody in this household is perfect. Zero percent. We're all idiots. Well, I don't know if I'd be that harsh, but we have some <laughs> growing we can all do. Uh, but yeah, like you say, nobody's perfect. Changes is a good thing. I've learned that over the years. I still hate it, but well, it's not all bad. And, you know, it kind of brings us full circle back to what we were talking about with the vision boards, uh, because ironically, I had listed 2020 as the year of change, and that happened. Um, but I think when you're creating this vision and you're thinking about your new year, when you change, because you will, because you're human and life happens, just make sure that the people you love most are are in that change process with you. Make sure that you don't leave them behind because that's when you lose friendships and you lose relationships because you turn around one day and all of a sudden they're not the person you love anymore and you don't know what happens. And so that's part of why it's so important to me that we do vision boards together because it's like we're a unit and we're going in the same direction and like that's our number one priority, whatever it is we put down for our change. Yeah. So this so what I'm hearing you say is this song leads into Godier's somebody that I used to know. <laughs> uh I had never thought of it that way, but yeah, I could see it. Yeah, we are we're creating music lore on this podcast, ladies and gentlemen. I think someone that I used to know actually came before Sound of Change though. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. What came first, Dark Side of the Moon or The Wizard of Oz? No uh, one knows. Oh, that's no true. No one knows. That is very, very true. <laughs> we'll have to cover that album one day. Oh, it's it's on the list. Um, and Wizard of Oz came out before Dark Side of the Moon, like 20 years. <laughs> Question answered. Yeah. We can Google that. Yes. Um, but anyway, we, or I rather, digress uh, from our point, um, which is, I think, Change is good, and change is hard. Change is so hard. If you believe in it, fight for it, and don't stop. Yeah, and find the people who are on your side, too. You know, like, if you feel and hear the sound of change, are the people who are with you the people who are covering your ears so that you don't hear it, and you don't change, and you don't grow? Or are you with people who are like, let's go investigate that, and let's be in this process together, and... Let's hold each other sacred in this space. I think that's just another question you want to ask yourself. Yeah, I agree. Those are good questions. (laughs) Well, Lee, do you have any other thoughts or comments on this song before we wrap up? You know, I don't think so. I think we covered it uh, and then some. Um, Thanks for showing me this song. It was really cool. It was neat to 
look into a band that I've listened to before and then kind of fell away from. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad we could cover it. Um, And y'all, again, it's The Sound of Change by The Dirty Heads. Highly recommend it. One of my my most faves. Yeah, most definitely. Check out their albums. uh, If you have a streaming service of your choice, they're all on there. And maybe even the commentary album uh, is on there as well. I was surprised to find it, but there it was. Um, So, Al, I think at this point we can uh, announce that we have something super special planned for December. We do have something super special. Lee, do you want to announce it or do you want me to? You can. Uh, So, y'all, Lee and I um, are not religious people at all. And our holiday that we celebrate in December is Christmas. And there is a boatload of Christmas music out there. And so on December 25th, if you need a break from your family, because sometimes we do, uh, Lee and I are releasing an extra special bonus bonus episode on The Little Drummer Boy with uh, Bing Crosby and David Bowie. Yeah. Nice job, you. Thanks. I was like, Bowie somebody. I'm like, no, Bowie's the last day. Hold it together, Al. You got this. You got this. So yeah, if you, again, if you need a break, you need an uplift around the Christmas holiday, know that we are here. We feel you. Uh, Hopefully it sparks some joy for you. Yeah, we'll be discussing the song and the music video, and we may be getting into the Will Ferrell and John C. Riley spoof of it yes (laughs) all right y'all well this has been songs of our own thank you for joining us and until we get to be together again enjoy your own songs